Welcome to Warm and Fuzzy, a podcast dedicated to all things nostalgic. We review our favorite movies, TV shows, and talk about fun trends from our childhood. I'm your host, Amelia. And I'm your co-host, Shane. Fuzzies, I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest. We have Alexandra Watkins on Warm and Fuzzy, chatting through the 2012 documentary, Katy Perry, Part of Me. Alex is a dancer, actor, and creative. She's danced alongside many incredible artists such as Janet Jackson, Pharrell Williams, Cardi B, and Miss Katy Perry herself, just to name a few. You may also recognize her from her many viral dance TikToks. She's also one of my oldest friends and my former housemate. We really hope you love this episode. We had so much fun catching up with Alex. I also apologize for the sound quality. We were recording in three different locations. Shane moved house. It's a whole thing. And to be honest, we're a little bit rusty after almost three weeks off. Anyway, let's get stuck into our episode with Alex. Hello. Hello. Hi. Alex is joining us from LA. This is so exciting. It's looking very sunny and warm on your side of the world. I'm currently freezing my tits off. It's nine degrees in Castle oh, Hills. So. I definitely know the feeling. Those Australian winters will creep up on you like something else. It's wild. Yeah. I feel like it would have gotten really cold for you guys in Canberra as well. Oh, freezing. Yeah. My mum keeps calling me about how, like, her car keeps freezing up. And <gasps> I was like, yeah, be Hot careful. Seat. And then, like, de- defrosting the windscreen in the Oh, morning. my God. Yeah. And she has to put, like, towels and stuff over the windows. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, not my issue. But <laughs> so I read on, um, I don't know what I was reading it on, but because some people would use, like, really hot water, and that's what my mum oh. would do. And it like cracks your windscreen. You crack the windscreen, yeah. yeah. It never happened to us, thank God. But like, can you imagine? Oh, I'd be pissed. That's my worst nightmare. Not dealing with mm. that. Is there like snakes and stuff in Canberra, guys? What's the four one one there? Like, is there? Yeah, we got everything. In oh. Yeah, yeah. There's snakes, definitely snakes. But I mean, I don't see them much. There's just a lot of grasslands, but like. There's not actually at the moment because everything's being turned into a housing development. Like Dunlop me. just keeps expanding and there's all these like random new suburbs that pop up. So no snakes, you. just, just okay. people, lots of people. <laughs> just yeah. just snakes as in politicians. <laughs> they're, they're the only snakes you need to worry about. <laughs> Tea, period. Feisty, <laughs> Shane. Feisty. <laughs> Sassy. sassy, sassy, sassy. I'm especially sassy on a Saturday morning. <laughs> it is Saturday. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday this morning. This is my Friday night. Jealous. Yeah, I'm not doing anything crazy, guys. I'm just gonna see it right here. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's always interesting with like guests overseas because we've done like three episodes. You're our third with people who live in the US, and it's always a Friday night, and we're like. We don't want to take up too much of your time on a Friday. Like we know that you have plans. And then it was like maybe like one person that we interviewed was like, oh, yeah, I'm actually going out after this. Everyone else is just like, no, yeah. <laughs> this is my night. <laughs> I, I want to pull up. Um, I'm just in like DIY mode right now trying mm-hmm. to make this. I mean, Amelia knows how I probably got the bug from her, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> just like 
housecraft. Um, so context for the audience, which I don't know, I may have done in the intro that I haven't recorded yet. Um, but Alex and I have been friends for, I would say like over 10 years now, because we definitely met oh. before 2012. Yeah. Yeah. And we That's moved crazy. to Sydney together 10 years ago um, <laughs> in, in 2012. So just thinking about it makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we moved to Concord in this. Oh my God. Did you guys live in Concord first? <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, wild, so random. We came up one weekend to go to like ten million different apartment viewings, house viewings. I don't even know how we did it. Like driving across, like through Sydney traffic, in on a Saturday to get from appointment to appointment. And you know that like real estate viewings are like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, they're like fifteen minutes. It's like, and you don't really get the chance to like digest them. You know what I mean? Like you kind of come in, it's a bit of a whirlwind and you're just like, what the fuck did I just look at? And I don't think I had the sense to really like film things like that either. Now I'd be like, oh, I'll just keep a log of like all the places I'm viewing. But I don't think we did that. I I did. I filmed one, I think. Um, And I think it was one in Homebush that we didn't get. And it was like a... I think it might have been a townhouse. It was that really big yeah, one. It was, was like four bedrooms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then our other old housemate had his bicycle and he was riding his bike around Sydney to go to the other ones that we couldn't. Man, you have a good memory because a lot of this stuff I'm just – You blacked just... it out? <laughs> yeah, no. So it was chaotic and then we found this place in Concord. We moved in and we were there for about, God, what, a year? Was it? Yeah, I think maybe just just a little over. But well, because we we found a new place by the time our lease was up, so it must have been a year. Yeah. So then Alex found because we um they told us that they were selling the apartment, so we had to find a new place. And then okay. Alex found one in Burwood, um, which was actually really really lovely. It was a really modern apartment. I like that. I was telling um Gordon how this pretty much is like. The same that vibe. process that we went into in at Sydney from like the not bad but like older apartment into I felt like it was a complete flip. We the got a fancy brand new, new one. Mm. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. But the Katy Perry movie came out when we were living in Concord still, so that's why I think that's kind of why I suggested this movie and thought Alex might want to do it because it's very like nostalgic for us. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, it just takes us back to a time in our lives where we were just like clueless, <laughs> completely. Yeah, clueless. We had like <laughs> our decor was like putting a t- our television on a, a milk crate stand. A milk and- crate, yeah. Stop, you guys. It was, it was very okay. shabby chic. <laughs> maybe like a cute, maybe like a cute little linen like thrower over the milk carton to be like, this is a vibe. <laughs> Amelia, I think you should go into a little bit of depth on the decor of our house. Yeah, so what happened was we moved in and we like didn't really have a budget. So we kind of took inspiration from found items in the streets. Yeah, so... when you say when you say didn't have a budget, do you mean you didn't have a budget? <laughs> like as in there was no budget, the budget was zero. <laughs> there was no budget. Okay. Like, <laughs> I <It> wasn't... <laughs> 
<laughs> that, yeah. I, didn't even, I knew what a budget was. I was just spending, and then I, then all of a sudden, I had no money, and I was like, "Well, shit." And you're like, "Oh." <laughs> And that was me as well. Like I had money saved up, but then we moved. And then three months into us moving, I went to New York for three months or for two and a half months and continued to pay rent in Sydney while paying rent in Airbnb, Airbnb in New York and then oh just spending God. frivolously with no income coming in. And just like the thought of it now, like I'm freaking out for myself, but I came home completely broke. Um, cause I had no concept of like properly saving money and what it meant to like live out of home and not have a disposable income. Like it was a rude awakening, let me tell you. And I, and I have to say, I have only financially recovered this year. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was real good. <laughs> yeah, I'm it sure was it was wild. worth it. I'm sure it was worth it. I mean, like, we had some cute times in that apartment. Like, we got our busted up leather couches from our old housemates' parents. I think they were just, like, leftover ones from their, like, rumpus room or whatever. Um, and then we got our coffee table, which was those $10 Ikea tables, and we put them together. Good. Our dining table was found on the side of the street, and we sanded it down <gasps> and painted it. Hey, look, we were, we did do DIY. Chair. That was like our feature chair. I yeah, love that. yeah. You guys were little yeah. DIY queens. Yeah, yeah. We were. And I carried that with me. Yes. <laughs> and like when, whenever our friends would come over, they'd be like, well, this is cute. We had like fairy lights going. It was very chuggy. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was very tough. It was Tumblr. It, it was. That was a lot of our inspiration. Yeah, Tumblr. Anyways, super distraction, but I just I love that. And so, yeah, like the Katy Perry movie came out. And I don't know, Alex, like did we watch it in the movies or did we just – did I just like buy it and then we watched it and fell in love with it? I think you might have bought it, to be honest, because I, I don't remember crying in a cinema, but I do remember. <laughs> it's such an emotional movie for me, guys. I don't feel like – It's so emotional. It. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then I have to laugh at myself. Because I'm like, it's just Katy Perry, but no, guys, she went through a lot. It's a really yeah. good movie. That was a roller coaster. Like, it was filmed over a year, right? A year, a couple. Yeah. Like... It seems that way. Yeah. 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 Wild. Just to cover the tour, so however long world tours can be. Production to the end of tour. Well, it said it was like two hundred and something days, right? So that's like. Yeah, really... and I remember him saying at the beginning. I guess the the director of the show or whatever, he was like, you guys have three weeks to like whip this together. Like, that is like cool. doing something like that, like is, that's a short amount of time. Yeah. Wild. All departments to pull everything off is like, that's. It's that's insane. Crazy. It's insane. Like all that's the costuming. Yeah, you can see that lady at the opening scene, like whipping that, outfit together she was like those hands were going hard there was one scene actually they were talking to the costume people and you could see one of the assistants when they're like oh can you get this done in however much time it wasn't very long she was like she's like sure <laughs> yeah because like a production of that scale like even just us normies like looking at it just it, it's massive it's huge so to to think that they did it in three weeks or however long is insane yeah she yeah. says she had like 16 or 17 trucks 
for like her stage and yeah, because oh, Katy Perry shows like they're not small; they're like full scale like they're shows. Productions. I yeah. would say it's like it's akin to like a Lady Gaga experience yeah. in regards to like props, especially this like part of me California girls era. Like she was yeah. really, she was really like this was her peak. I I would say mm, like this was this was really Katy Perry's peak in the sense that like everything was so put together and everything was so conceptual you know oh yeah and she's only gotten crazier since then like I remember watching that and thinking like wow that was such a crazy show but Mm -hmm. since then I I went to one of her shows in Chicago and just it was I remember being that show being like this was like I'm in a an amusement park or something it was like sensory overload (laughs) but it was cool because she just really like went for it she didn't care she created her own little world like and down to like the detail of the confetti that she had, like oh, there's a, I can't remember what the song is, but she had like the confetti wasn't just normal confetti. They were all like receipts of her coffee orders or something like that. It was like, all Oh printed. my God. Wow. How much does this woman spend on like. Yeah. Production. Really cool because. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. You're paying for a full show. I think that's the Katy Perry experience, right? Like, I remember watching the live stream and she was one of the first artists to do this, like the live stream for the album launch. So she was just like in her house, like getting ready to launch the album. And I remember watching it and like buying the album and how like it smelled like fairy floss. And like, it's like, yeah, she like really, yeah. Yeah, it was like scented paper. Oh my God. Insane. Like she really commits to the cause. Yeah, and I love that she's, like, you can see how much she uh, values her fans, too. Mm-hmm. In the, like, oh, when all these... <laughs> also, I had to have a little laugh at how they, they have them singing all their favourite songs at the front of the... Oh, I know. It's yeah. so cringe. Cringe, cringe. So I, have, I have Last Friday Night in my head and that one girl singing it. I will never forget her. There was, there was one one time they showed the fans singing and there was like a group of three and obviously like two of the girls were real we're die into hard it. Mm-hmm. and then the other girl she's looking at them like she don't know like a lick of the lyrics <laughs> she's like i'm just i'm just here <laughs> i'm just here for a good time guys <laughs> i'm just a weird girl <laughs> it was so funny but yeah i just love she she makes time for all her fans and stuff like that that really like that brings happy tears to my eyes i'm telling you i'm crying about every single part of this movie yeah (laughs) so good it's so good to me it was great um shane do you want to run through some of the nitty-gritty yeah i'll run through some some of those stats so The year part of me was made is 2012 or it was released as 2012. It was made throughout 2011. So they whipped that up really fast. Um, The rating is PG. It's obviously a documentary. Um, It was directed by two people. So Dan Cutforth and Jane Lipsitz. Um, Some noteworthy other productions they've worked on is Top Chef, Project Runway, like a lot of reality TV. Yeah. Um, the budget for the movie was 13 mil, which is like quite small, I think, for a documentary of this caliber. Like, I think, I think the production value was quite high. Right. But then you've got to think like the production value is probably in her show too. Totally. 
totally. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it grossed 32 mil. So pretty good. Right. Yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, you don't expect documentaries like that, like a tour documentary to kind of like make that much make, money. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're Beyonce. And this was really like the era of that, like never say never. You know, I remember like Justin I, Bieber did a similar thing, really similar. I have never watched that. Oh, no, nor have I. But I know they I came out it. in quite close succession, right? Yeah. Like I feel yeah. like they were quite close to one another. Yeah. I just have always loved the behind the scenes kind of stuff. So, and I think it's smart for artists too, because I mean, you're already doing the show. Mm-hmm. This behind the scenes stuff too. Like she's just cashed in twice on the same stuff, really. Totally. That's paid for the show. Yeah. And then um, lastly, the Rotten Tomato score, 75%. But Katy is definitely like very visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. She likes things to be kind of like larger than life type vibes. Mm-hmm. She really transformed the space. And nostalgic yeah. as well. I feel like she tapped into a lot of that for this tour especially. Yeah. Like just the idea of being like a younger Katie and looking at her life now and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I think that was really cool because everybody loves nostalgia. Yeah. Um, even yeah. like in the costuming and stuff, it's so like fifties pin y Like it's kind of got that vibe, yeah. but it's like yeah. real ultra colorful and like you know, it's weird because it's like both and even her hairstyles and stuff very like yeah, very nostalgic, like yeah. but beautiful. Yeah, kind of brought into the modern era. Yeah, right. Yeah, she um looks like Veronica from. Yes, Archie. Archie? Yes. Yeah. 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 That was very much the vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it worked. And, like, I think she really found her style when she, whoever it was in her, like, team that helped her to create that, curate that image, I think that really worked for her because that's, yeah. for me, that's peak Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Definitely that whole image. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nailed like, it remember, that. like, even, like, yeah. Yeah, very like, that. And how, like, there was mm-hmm. one point where she dyed her hair blue or she was wearing a blue wig with that exact She was wearing cut. that blue wig with the cut. Mm. Yep. yep, 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 yep. It looks so good. And she's just got, like, those enormous eyes and she would always wear the fake lashes and she's just – she looks so animated. Yeah, very she does. Yeah, she's like. yeah. watching character. In that mm. part of the in that part of the movie when she goes to Japan, I'm like, I totally get why the Japanese public like why that why you have such a huge Japanese fan base. Like, she's so like anime esque in that era. Like, oh yeah, but Americanized. It's it's really interesting. Yeah, it's the mm. big blue eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Those yeah big- Hands Labyrinth, what are you doing? <laughs> no, those big camel lashes. It's the big camel lashes. We live for them. We live for them. Oh, um, God. Yeah, no, it was great. And that's and also just like the big features, that's why kids would love her as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. just, yeah, just looks so animated. Um, but if the audience haven't realised by now, obviously the film follows Katie while she's preparing for this tour and she's on this tour. Um, overall, the rip film kind of received really positive reviews um, because I think what it did really well was it followed Katie in the journey from 
a young girl through to adulthood up to this stage in her life and they were really good at showing like her personal life. So her relationship, her relationship with her parents, her sister and all and brother and all this stuff and like how she really went through shit to get to this high point in her life. And that's what I really want to see in a celebrity like documentary. I think this is one of the realest documentaries I've ever seen in the sense that like it really did feel whether it was or wasn't I don't know but like it did really feel unfiltered right like it felt really honest and raw and it really felt like like Katie bared all for this like she could have easily said like cut the relationship stuff like she could have cut 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 but she really like she laid herself bare for her fans and for this documentary which I think is so admirable like I have chills just thinking about it I'm like sis I don't know if I could do that she was a real trooper well I have to say it's really it's inspiring to see because I think people too don't realize that these people that they have normal lives too like that they have to deal with because it you always have to, you know, put on a show. Everything has to be so glamorous. But these people deal with, like, real-life things, trauma, heartache. And like you said, like, for Katie to just be so open and be willing to show that side of her just m- makes her more relatable in that sense. It's like, okay, for someone, if they are going through something like that, I just feel like if you see someone like Katy Perry getting through it, it it's just uplifting yeah like you are really going through that situation that she was with russell mm. at the time I, I don't know we're allowed to talk about like what happened for those people who haven't seen it right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. oh look if yeah. you haven't seen this movie then don't listen to this episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you haven't seen this movie yet 10 years late you know what yeah. i mean like <laughs> literally has just found out about the divorce and She's in pieces. Like, can you imagine mm-hmm. them having to go out and perform an entire show? But then again, this shows like how much she is like, how gonna be there for these people because yeah. how much these people rely on her. Like, she really just brings life to people whenever mm-hmm. they see. Her. So if she can't bring that. Like, you don't know how long people have been saving up for that one moment to see Katy Perry on stage. And even though this moment for her is just, like, so crazy and wild, wow. she's, like, she has to put those feelings aside and has to put on a, oh, I just, like, how hard. Yeah, she's always thinking about her audience and her fans. And right. it's really, it's not about her. It's it's like yeah. she just, she's a consummate mm-hmm. professional. She just understands this is what I'm doing. This is what I came here to do. So I've got to turn it on. Right, and it would be so understandable for her to cancel a show or whatever, but the fact that she's like literally about to start. And I think about like Adele and like how she cancelled her Vegas um, <laughs> shows because like apparently like it wasn't ready and she wanted it to be the absolute best, which I totally right. understand. You want it to be the best for your fans, but you think about, again, the people who have saved up all their money to buy flights into Vegas to pay for accommodation, to pay for that ticket and then to have it be cancelled would be like heartbreaking, like absolutely crushing. Also, what stage production is Adele having? Like, come on. (laughs) She doesn't have a dancing troupe. Like, come on. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Her. <laughs> Her. Yeah, like she she's not like she she's a Mariah, right? Like she can stand on stage, she can have like quite mineral minimal props and like she wouldn't even need a microphone. Enough, right? Like she doesn't need her. She could just no. sing. Yeah. I don't think I know yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Same. Um, sorry, this is just like a really random thought that came into my head. But um when Alex and I were still living in Sydney together, um, we bought tickets to watch John Legend and Alicia Keys. Because John Legend was essentially like her opening act. Um and so when we timed us arriving to the theater, we were like, okay, like usually with a concert, you have like the local opening act, then you have the international opening act, and then you yeah, have like the like, main artist. So we're like, okay, then John Legend. Yeah, like Guy Sebastian, <laughs> <laughs> not Shannon Noll, not Guy Sebastian. Oh my god, Shakira, Shakira, I would be there for that. I'd be like, yes. Yeah, get oh Guy off the stage. <laughs> I don't want to hear Angel Eyes. Come on. <laughs> oh my god. I want to hear Cinderella. <laughs> so we well let's, you know, like uh, get there a little bit later so that we skip the local act. And when we got there, they were getting ready to have it, Alicia Keys on stage. So we missed John Legend completely. There was no opening act. Oh my god! Act. And when I tell you that we were devastated, we were like, we don't even want to watch Alicia. We just want to go home. <laughs> That's what I wanted. Because at this point, we had like this kind of obsession with John Legend because of that one song. Wait, tonight. Oh, and... yes, yeah, that was a good song. Yeah, so there was this like one song that came out. I think it was for. It was a movie. Was it maybe the Janet Jackson? Yeah, it was like one of the Tyler yeah, yeah, Perry yeah, yeah. movies and that song was one of it. Yeah, and it was, you Cute. know, and we would just listen to it all the time. And so then when the tickets came out for John Legend and Alicia Keys, we were like, hell yeah, we're going to go and we're going to sing tonight. It's going to be amazing. And then we missed John Legend. And to this day. <laughs> I reckon LimeWire was on fire in your guys' Amelia house. is the DJ of all DJs. And we didn't even have Wi-Fi in our apartment. Dead. We were still like using a it's dongle. We were used, no, we, like we were Ooh. too poor and, un- and and pretty stupid. Like we didn't even know how to like contact the internet provider and like hook it up. Didn't have a clue. No, we had no clue. So we would like hotspot Damn. or use a dongle that my dad <laughs> sent from camera. <laughs> oh, gosh. What was wrong it's with us? Time. It's a time. Well, you know, it's good to just acknowledge those times. It's, it's growth. It's growth. Yeah, it's good to see. It's good to see. Anyway, so back to Katy Perry. Um, oh. <laughs> I like that the documentary also chops between the actual live performances and then also the behind the scenes because um, yeah. it's kind of like you're there yeah. with her, you know, truly just like watching the performance. You get to kind mm-hmm. of sort of feel what the fans are feeling as a fan yourself and then you kind of follow her backstage and then get to see like what's happening in her life. So I think that was really cool because like I've never been to a live Katie show, but I feel like I have been. So obviously it's 2012 and they interview her team and it seems at this stage, a lot of her original team is still with her. So she's still got her assistant. She's still got her manager. 
um, her agent. She's got her stylist, um, Johnny Wujek, and then Todd Delano, her makeup artist. And I had a look online to see if they were still working with her. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny Wujek, I think, worked with her for about 10 years. So from 2007, like early, early days till 2017, which I think is pretty great to hang on to somebody for that long. That's quite long. Like even after you've already yeah. like become a huge star. And you've got access to so many other, mm-hmm. you know, people. Mm. I'm sure as well, and I could be totally wrong. I feel like if you've come up with someone, and this is just how I would probably approach it if I were a celebrity, I would feel mm. like I owed them, right? Because they were with me when I had nothing. So if I had everything, I would want to give them everything. Because it's like, well, you were with me when I like I had pennies mm-hmm. to my name. You know what I mean? Now you're like now we're on now i'm on the come up like i've got my coin you deserve a lot of this coin you know like johnny would have that's not happened by yourself you need no. johnny played an integral part right in her success yeah exactly so, and helping to craft that image you know makeup as well you know like it's all can i just say though her makeup it's not right that's None of us had great opinion. makeup. I know, but like, I was like, oh, I was like, she's given Oompa Loompa. I'm like, what is going on? I wasn't obsessed. It wasn't very like, it was all very just like color blocking. I guess also though, like thinking, oh, I don't know, makeup skills have like advanced so much even in the last 10 years, because like Beyonce, for instance, goes on stage mm-hmm. looking like the glowiest queen ever. Um, yeah whereas for Katie it was very matte but I think that was also her style back then you know like it was and that was also the makeup style in 2012 like me and Alex Mm -hmm. like doing makeup it was glowy we were still like trying to be glowy all the time but Mm -hmm. we didn't really have the skills to be like glow the glowiest of queens you know but we were early adopters of it. I had uh, zero skills at all when it came to makeup at this point in my life. So I used to do Alex's makeup all the time. Thank God I had Amelia in my life because I was atrocious. I would make her meet me in the middle of Sydney and she would she would literally do like my makeup in the middle of the um, Oh Central Station. In the bathroom. Yes. Oh my God. So, uh, so Alex had a show. Yeah, and we would like meet at the train station, go to the bathroom, and I had like my brush belt and then products, and I would do her makeup. What a legend, eh? I am a good friend. Sometimes I question it. You are. No, you're a fantastic friend. Like Amelia really was a big sister to me when I moved to to Sydney. Even if she didn't know what she was doing either, she Mm. was she was there. She was right there for me. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I had fun. All that the makeup skills were were something back then. Yeah, the the matte, like I feel like matte looks just like don't help anyone. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm like, why do people's pores look like they're screaming at me? Like when they use matte <laughs> makeup, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like help! <laughs> it's like it's, they literally need help. I can't. I can, oh, but God. I understand some people are like oilier queens. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you probably need some kind of matte. Well, Alex, what kind of makeup are you wearing? Because you are the queen of dancing oh, on tours. Like on stage, what do I wear? Yeah, I have to wear everything Mac. All my all my products for shows are Mac, because 
it just stays longer. Professional. A lot when I'm dancing and mm. especially with like all the lights and stuff and I'm, especially the eyeliner. What's that? The, the liquid, the MAC liquid yeah. eyeliner? Oh, yeah, the small yeah. one, that fluid line. Yeah, yeah that, that will not move. And if I, man, because when you're sweating, all the makeup just like sweats into your eye and then you're like just while you're dancing. Yeah. If I use anything else. And you can't wipe your face. You just have to keep mm. dancing. Exactly. And is it like, because I know that MAC obviously sponsored what the lead makeup artist or was it the tour for Janet, right? So yeah. you always had a lot of Mac, but for the other artists that you work with, is it the same or do they have like specific brands that they work with? They don't care. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Janet was like the best to work with. They were like, oh, here's your makeup brushes. Here's your makeup for your specific look. Made us whole little kits. Mind you, this was like my first experience on tour so i'm just thinking that every artist is going to be like this free makeup get my own look shows me what my costumes are on like a big presentation on a board and you know it's yeah it's not like that guys so you're on so on tour alex you're doing there's no makeup artist you're doing all your own makeup and stuff well for the first tour we there was a makeup artist that would help us out sometimes, but he really taught us just how to do our look. Like, yeah. And then you were expected to. But I had this yeah. like crazy winged out eyeliner at the time. And I remember just, oh man, trying, cause I'm also a perfectionist, but at this point I didn't have the, the skills to be a perfectionist. And then I'm like trying to do my makeup. And I was just gonna, I was just having a mental breakdown all the time, just yelling at myself. <laughs> I'd be like <laughs> every two seconds. <laughs> People are still getting to know me at this point. They're like, "Oh my god, is she okay?" And I'm just like, <laughs> um, "But crazy. they did have the courtesy. Like, you're, cra- you're crazy, girl. <laughs> they did have the courtesy to like let us like show us how to do it because a lot of us were young at the time and just like just getting into the industry. Um. But most artists, they don't bother with that or even just be like, do you? And we did have makeup artists when we had our residency show for Janet in Vegas. Mm-hmm. We would like help do our base or whatever, but then we had an artist to do our hair and makeup. So it really just depends on how much that artist cares. <laughs> yeah. It just depends on like how specific their look is, you know? Yeah. I can imagine Janet would have been really, really particular about, like, what she wanted everyone to look like. They cut her fringe. You guys. Tell them. I think that's why they liked it. But hold on. I literally have, like... Alex had a micro fringe. Oh, that one. Yes. I thought you were talking about... Wait, did you cut... Because you cut a fringe when you were in New Zealand. I had this fringe on my first tour. Yeah. I mean, oh. the people at home yeah. aren't really going to be able to see, but on the side you can see, like, the... Cute. ...what she did. So it was, like... Okay, high fashion. And Wait, let me take a photo of it. Do it again, do it again. So if you can see that, that skirt that she made, this thing here, it was out yeah. of ostrich bone, so it was, like, heavy. 
And she was, like, so thoughtful. I mean, I was kind of, like, Asian Islander girl. And because I had moved from New Zealand at that point, I think she thought that I was Maui. (laughs) (laughs) But so cute because if she thinks I'm Maui and she's, like, really thinking, like, this is, like, I don't know if you guys know what poi are, but they're, like, the yeah, it like looks like a full warrior yes, well, kind of costume. She, she had like incorporated my culture or what she thought was my culture into my costume. I love how she just like didn't ask you. Yeah, she just, like, <laughs> she oh. just decided. And then I was like, she's like, not quite. She's like, I'm from Canberra. <laughs> she's like, you're, you're Maori now, just so yeah. you know. <laughs> I'm going to roll as the Pacific Islander. But yeah. Dang. She did it for like everyone. Like she had a whole presentation with like swatches and sketches. Like everybody had their Stunning. own individual look. Mm-hmm. And how long were you? How long were you doing the residency for? How long was Janet there? Um, the residency was only. So we went to Vegas, maybe like three weeks at a time, and we only did. Two okay. In yeah. Yeah. Janet's quite like Janet's quite selective with her time and like she I feel like she doesn't I feel like she spent so long so I watched the Janet Jackson documentary recently so I'm like upset I'm I'm even more obsessed with you're in it oh you should watch it it's really oh good you're you're oh, in it yeah, yeah. at the I'll end I'll be calling my agent <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's really interesting to see, like, she obviously hustled so hard to get where she was, right? But it's like, once you're there, like, she hustled so hard for so long, it's like, well, why why would you exude yourself more than you need to? So, like, I feel like she was obviously always wanted to, like, please her fans, you know what I mean? But was, like, more selective with when she did shows. It's so draining. Yeah. I'm like, Janet Jackson can be selective. Yeah, also... Janet could walk away from me and I'd be like, okay. <laughs> a Janet show is not your average show. She is up there working that stage. She's still in the steps. Like, she's in rehearsals just as long as we are. It's not an easy thing. It's like, it's nice to watch, but it's like, it's full production. She's a perfectionist. Yeah. I always see that clip of her like circulate every so often of that guy she like brought up on stage and she like put him oh she put oh. him on the thing and she's like spider monkeying all over him i'm like bitch i'm straight what is going on <laughs> i'm shook why is Janet turning me on right now <laughs> she is wild i feel like she also like had a lot to prove you know being michael and like and just like yeah, you know, she she couldn't just be an artist on her own, just trying to make it, just trying to exist. She had to kill it from the gate, from the jump. She had to be killing it. Otherwise, they would have just been like, you're a nepotism baby. Like, why should we care? Not only was she a Jackson, she was like the baby of the Jackson. So it's like she would have had the hardest time out of everyone to really make it. And I would say she's like, after Michael, like the second most, in my eyes you know what I mean yeah yeah. Jermaine is quaking (laughs) (laughs) sorry Jermaine I said we love the Jackson 5 but Janet is definitely straight up after Michael like right there agreed 
Okay, well, I will say this. Katie is also very involved in her production too. Have you danced for Katie? Yeah, girl. I don't know if you remember. Okay, tell us all about that. So the last time I was home, just before the pandemic, she actually had a performance in Australia, in Melbourne, and we did the women's (laughs) opening, whatever. Anyways, talk about a, a show. I had so much fun, first of all, because... I really, truly enjoy Katie's music. Like, mm-hmm. that's... Bops. Yes! And so every day was just, like, so much fun for me. And then the costumes, I was an entire, like, girly, glittery cricket bat for one of the numbers. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. No. You need to send us that picture. So much fun, you guys. I mean, and honestly, those kind of costumes can get a bit annoying because you can't really move. And you can't even see my face. Like, I'm literally a cricket bat. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> but I'm not just holding a cricket bat. Like, I'm inside that. You're, You're wearing it. Yeah. In the, not an oval, whatever, the MCG or whatever, wherever they play. The pitch. Yeah, just, like, so intense. But... So she did the opening ceremony and then after the cricket thing was done or whatever, she had like a smaller performance in the evening. It was it was so fun. I had the best time because it was just so like girly. And then the other, the other costume that I got to be in was like this flower. Cute. So I couldn't, you can't walk. And then there's like a seat underneath. And then all the dancing that you've been rehearsing, all of a sudden you can't do any of the moves because you're in a body flower. But, oh, man, it's just like I performing live is like my favorite, favorite thing. I just am like doing Teenage Dream. This dance is sad for me, but I'm just like my smile was out of this world. It was like. <laughs> they were probably like, is this still okay? Because I'm just like having the best time. Because you're a fan and you're like you're a fan experiencing being on stage and then you're probably thinking about like watching the movie at home exactly. and dreaming of this. It was, it was like it's a just, really yeah. cool moment. And then, yeah, you know, I'm just like that pop girl. I love pop music. So to be able to work with her and because it was like a one-off performance, obviously we didn't really get to spend too much time with her and at the time she was pregnant so she wasn't really in rehearsals like that but every decision that was being made like about the costumes and the set and the set list and everything was like everything had to go through Katie and we had the whole performance in front of her before she like stepped into rehearsals and stuff and I just I appreciate when artists care about every department because there's a lot of that do not care and then they'll just get on stage and are not aware of all the work that everybody else has put in and they're just yeah obviously like it's their show so you have to work around them anyway but it is nice when you when you acknowledge that there's other people that are involved in this as well just totally you know? mm-hmm. How often has that happened for you where you've performed with somebody for an artist and they like haven't and it's really just been like, I'm just going to rock up and you're like, most, most, do I exist? That's the face of a lot. <laughs> time, I would say 
it would be easier to name the artists that haven't done that. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And that would be disappointing because so many of these artists are people that you've yeah. grown up listening to. So you'd be excited to meet them and be around them. And then you're like, yeah. you're really fucking disappointing. <laughs> also, again, I was spoiled having it as my first verse. Like, that's just my expectation across the board. So it would come down a lot of the times to like tour management and stuff right Alex like it, it would be like you know you could and choreographers yeah and like that experience is going to change so much yeah. depends uh, on your team like if the choreographer and the artist have a good relationship and then that kind of trickles down mm-hmm. it really but I think it all does start with the artist like if if you're the one building your team and you're the one picking everyone then you know, it all starts with that. Because they really set the tone. You're just letting anybody, any old person come in and, like, you, you don't really have charge of what's going on, you know? Um, who's your favourite celebrity that you've met? or And then maybe the one that surprised you the most when you met them? Well, Jana is definitely. She's loyal. <laughs> um. Who surprised me? Surprised me in what sense? Like how nice yeah, they maybe. were? Yeah, maybe. Like, because, you know, sometimes you do have those preconceived notions of like how like a celebrity might be just based on like how you've decided, you know, like they behave or how, who they are. And then you met them and you're like, oh my God, you're actually like really nice. Or you're actually. One who was really nice was Gabrielle Union, which I was like. I love Gab Union. It's just so hype because she's, she is a huge jam fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I whenever they're like in that environment where they're admiring someone and then you're associated with them you're just kind of like yeah kudos Mm -hmm. for that so you've kind of met on the road in that sense has been super cool how was pharrell i feel like pharrell would have been like such like an enigmatic like almost like an enigma of an experience crazy because he's very quiet but you can tell that he's very involved did speak he was just like such a sweetheart and even if he wasn't saying anything like his whole team was looking after us which again just it just makes a difference in how you want to work and your whole experience with everything even down to just providing a lunch instead of having to have people go and get lunch after they've been dancing on concrete or whatever ensure that you have passes for the event afterwards or just little things like that where it's like, oh, like that's – it's not common. So when it does happen, it's like, wow, that team was so nice. It was such a good experience. And he, like, went out of his way to, like, make sure that we knew that he appreciated our work because it's not easy to come in and, like, put an hour show together in a week and some people know this and some people don't and you don't even have a set list until the day – everything's changing right so we had to learn so much we we learned so much half of it you we didn't even end up doing and actually that situation happened with katie as well but you know everything is always like up in the air but again if the if the artist too because you have grew up listening to these people you have reverence for them so for them to be like i'm grateful for you i'm like because really like to me i feel like after the artist obviously like 
dancers are the second most important. Like, obviously, there's no show without the artists. But to me, like, you know, you guys are almost a supporting act. So you need to, like, you need to appreciate that. And you need to, like, you know, treat, you guys need to be treated just as well as the artist, in my eyes. well, you're part of their team. That's what it is. Like, and you treat your you treat your team with respect. Um, and yeah. a lot of the time, you make the artists look better because some of them can't dance. So to have these actual professional dancers around them supporting them makes them look coordinated and better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I think about Dua Lipa. Like, right? Yeah, Dua to me is like skyrocketed. Yeah. She's gotten so much better. Like in the beginning, she just looked like a model and, you know, would just, she like did the model Order. walk and she could barely move. And so it was so on her dances to kind of like elevate oh, the yeah. performances. I, but I will say that she has She's definitely improved. grown her movement wise. Yeah. Which is also admirable because, yeah, as we know, she was not really the best, but it takes a lot of work to like mm. coordination. Yeah. Yeah, because not everybody can – you can't just move like a dancer and some people find it really hard to kind of let loose. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's really admirable when you do see an artist kind of like they elevate their dancing skills like that. You're like, oh, go you. Yeah, <laughs> killing it. I saw a video of her like doing this little body roll grind. Yes, I like, saw that. Really? Okay, sister. Also, so did you meet Justin Timberlake? Did you meet Mr. Beat Your Feet? Mr. Beat Your Feet. Also, that that cracks me up. That video, I was like, oh, okay. beat your feet. Like, your feet. I was like, yuck. No, 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 no. But I think it was so funny how he like released an apology video about his feet. Did you see that? Yeah, he was like, I would like to issue an apology for for these guys, and he like pointed the camera to his feet. Stop. He's such a dad. Yeah, he's funny, man. He was very nice, I will say. And I was very much in, like, fan mode inside, but professional mode on the outside. It was, like, backstage, he was talking to Pharrell, and I was, like, hanging out with my friends. And then Alphys dances with his friends, so then we were, like, all talking. He's like, I'm Justin. I'm like, yeah, of course you're Justin. I know who you are, bro. I'm like being so nice. And then afterwards I was like, you weren't very nice to my boss. I should have punched you in the face. And then I was like, oh. And to our Lord and Savior, Britney Spears. Yeah. Yeah. This is for Britney. Have you seen the Backstreet Boys live or NSYNC? Yeah. Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Is that recently? Nah, it was maybe like three or four years ago. One of my uh, best friends was a dancer for them. So Vegas residencies, right? You'll have like artists coming in and out depending on the season. So one of my friends was dancing with Backstreet Boy, but the friend that I went to watch Backstreet Boys with was a J-Lo dancer and they shared the same theater. So... My friend Mikey, who's the J-Lo dancer, he's like one of those guys that just makes friends with everyone. And he's from New Zealand, so everyone just, like, loves that over here. And he's friends with, like, the security 
at the theater. So we had already got ourselves into like the mosh pit because I was friends with the Backstreet Boy dancer. His name is Weddle. And then once we got into that mosh pit area, then we managed to get into VIP because Mikey was friends with security and it was the best. So did you meet them then? No, I wish I did. Yeah. We did go to the after party, but I was too scared to talk to them. I get, I get nervous around the Backstreet Boy. <laughs> But um, my friend Rebby, it was like me, Mikey, and Rebby, and we went to watch the Backstreet Boys. And the whole time, Rebby's getting all the attention. We're like both reaching out our hands, and Rebby's just getting all the handshakes, all the hand kisses. I'm like, Rebs, put your hand down. <laughs> I was livid. I was like, nah, man, give me a turn. I need some more. I'd be filthy too. Yeah. But it was so fun. Oh, my gosh. You can imagine me. Damn. Oh, my God. I would have died. So they're touring actually next year in Australia, and I really want to go. Um, Do they have dances? I don't know. I don't know. You're going to have to that, – that would be your, your – Yeah, fault. I'll do some investigating. If I know anyone, I'll try hooking yeah. up. Yeah. Because, oh, I also saw that they brought Drake on stage in Canada. I saw that, yeah. That's my husband, Gordon. That's his favourite. Like, don't ever start a conversation with Drake to Gordon because you'll just never hear the end of it. <laughs> Down I to, do. like, he really thinks that Michael Jackson, no, that Drake is better than Michael Jackson. Oh don't you, Gordon? God. Yeah. Let's not I got into a heated conversation with Gordon in the car once because I yeah, dissed Drake and he wouldn't he wouldn't have it. He wouldn't have it. And I was there like But we were saying how funny was that if I was at that show and had forced him to go see Backstreet Boys or if he had declined the Backstreet Boys and Drake showed up, it would either be the best or worst day of his life. Why you should always say yes? Backstreet Boys will get anyone on stage. Because people just love the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Like boy bands, Mate. like from your teen years or girl bands, like you'll love Classics. them forever. Forever. It's, it's the nostalgia. It's like me with like any like British girl band, like Spice Girls, give me like Sugar Babes, give me Atomic oh, Kitten. Sugar Babes. Apparently, yeah. Sugar Babes. My yeah, friend. I want to see them. I want to see them so bad. As it should be. I hate those fill-in. Nah, don't give me that. Um, I actually saw All Saints um, live recently, yeah. in, recently in the last four years in Sydney. They toured oh with Craig God. David. Oh, Craig. Yeah. Craig David, mate, I saw him in Canberra. Craig could hit me up at any point in my life and I'd be like, sorry, JB, this is my whole part. <laughs> I don't even care if he's like 50. I'm into it. He can just sing to me and I'd be like, cool. <laughs> and he sounds the same. Like when we saw him, like he sounded exactly the same. Like mm. if not better. People... I still listen to Craig David on the regular. I remember being in a Sephora and um, Craig David came on and I was like, what a jam. And then they were like, who is this? And I was like, I'm oh. leaving. <laughs> this is like, remember when Katie brought out Missy Elliott for the Super Bowl and everyone was like, who is this artist? And it's no. like, hello, she's an OG. All these Gen Zers were like losing their shit. And it was like, no bitch. Like I should, I should be able to wear a garbage bag with, a fan blowing and people immediately know that I'm Missy Elliott. 
so we did a performance at Essence Festival and Missy Elliott was, I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> she, I don't think she was very impressed with our dance. <laughs> really? <gasps> Just like in Honey. Yeah. What is this? We were so excited to meet her and then she just like, <laughs> not that she wasn't nice, but she wasn't like, I don't know, she was like, you know, y'all just need to remember who you're dancing for. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I was a little bit heartbroken. But... I'm dead. So it's just like in Honey. Yeah. So I was like, okay. She was not I, impressed. I just danced my heart out, Missy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, high expectations. I will say that Missy has very, very, very amazing dancers. And so maybe she just has like high expectations. Um, fun fact though, so going back to Katy Perry, um, her stylist is Tatiana Waterford, who's actually from Sydney. Really? She's Australian. Um, yeah, and I know her sister, Georgia, she's a makeup artist, and Tatiana's wife is Chelsea Fairless from Every Outfit, Sex in the City. Yeah. Oh, that's really There's just like this. If you look at Katy Perry's style now, it is incredible. It is. Like she just looks so glam, yeah. so, so fashion. Put together. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, she looks so good, and that's um, Tat's work, which is amazing. How cool! So, Let's go Australia. Mm. That was like a good next step in her look, right? Because like now you see her like on American Idol and whatever, and she looks great. Like she looks polished. She must like Australians because now her choreographers and like creative directors they're Australian as well well she does have that like relationship with Miranda Kerr through Orlando Bloom so she does really like Aussies I also Mm. think as well and Alex you can like jump in here as well I think Australians have to hustle a little bit harder to be noticed so like I think that's why people you know like we don't come from a country that really like has the money to help arts so like We've got to hustle that much harder to get to the top. So I think that's where, I think that's why Australians succeed so much overseas because we just don't have the resources here. So we have to push that bit harder. It's that. And then just the process of being able to work in this place, that's an investment in itself. If you don't make anything from it, if you don't make a name for yourself out here, it's like, it's a waste. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's such a And that's why some people do go home. Yeah. Some people do. Exactly. It's either one way or the other. It's never really like in between. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. hard out here, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like. Well, you were saying, because you've been, how long have you been over there? This is my Five seventh year. Wow. Crazy. That's wild. Yeah. And you're only just starting your green card now. Yes. Right. Is that right? Mm -hmm. I was trying to start it with the work that I had done, but to do do it based on my work, even what I have achieved is not enough in the government's eyes, which is just insane. That's wild. Just be like, let me call Janet and see if. (laughs) Yeah. So it's been like years of applying for visas. And even now it's like, it's such a process to to get that up and running so then like you go through all that once you're here it's like you have no choice 
you have to and it, and it has to be oh, on the particular visa that I'm on is an artist visa so I, I have no choice but to dance I can't do anything else legally so you can only dance on the visa that you're on you can't do any other creative artistic skill that's so rigid so rigid well I mean you can do like oh my commercials gosh. and I'm sure acting and stuff would be okay but really mm. is like I'm here to dance yeah right right yeah well you gotta love it then to be on that visa yeah you gotta love wow. it man well, because like f- dancing gigs, it's not always consistent, right? So, yeah. you know, you're, what's like the best kind of job for you to get? Would you say that doing a tour is, oh, a tour is like the most security? Tour, like, because at least you know for X amount of months or X amount of years you've got that, you can potentially like, you don't have to have a place in LA while you're on tour for that amount of time, like. I mean, most dancers, you go on tour and you're just like, ah, I'm on tour, and you just enjoy it. No one, not many are like, and like, oh, consistent, let's say, you're just in party mode. But that is ideal. Vegas is also good because, you know, it's set dates. But everything else in between is just like, man. Set dates and at least, like with your res, if you're on a residency, you can make something feel a little bit more like home. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. as much as Vegas is a bit of a like pit, you know what I mean? Like you can at least make it. No offense My to those. was definitely like a second home. That was like a little sanctuary. You bring yeah. all the little things you need. You really settle in for the three weeks or whatever. I loved, I loved doing the residency. Mm-hmm. It, was mm. it was, it was definitely crazy though. <laughs> If there was one artist that you haven't danced for that you could, oh. who would it be? Oh. Living, living, or or dead? It would have to be Michael. Okay, alive. Alive. Well, I would like to do the dances like someone like J Lo or Chris Brown, but also having knowledge of what they're like in a work environment. I don't. I'm not sure, but mm. or an usher like that would be fun. Vibes, yeah. Mm. You know who looks yeah. really fun to dance for, Alex? Megan the Stallion. I would die. <laughs> uh, for sure. Well, I did Cardi previously, and that was like, I, I can you imagine? Like, little girl from Canberra is now dancing with all these girls that grew up in New York, and I'm just like, <laughs> what the heck? I talk about you make it. I can't Dad. believe that. How was Cardi? Oh, did you meet her? Yeah, I mean, I worked with her for just over a year. Like, I did a lot of touring with her. and I. But, again, I just don't think that if you saw me, you would know who I am, which is crazy to me because I haven't been for, like, a year. But who knows? She was cool, though. She wasn't She wasn't not. Yeah, I thought she was really cool. But we also she has kids and a husband, so we never really got to make a personal connection. And when I was dancing with her, she didn't really – dance too much so actually Pharrell is probably the only male artist that I've worked for usually I just work for girls up until Mm. this year and the costume that you had on for Pharrell as well like stunning buddy those legs oh my goodness I think the only reason that I was like comfortable with that was because I had done 
Fenty shows previously. We're pretty much rehearsing in our underwear all the time and it was all girls. So I kind of like mm-hmm. to get comfortable and, you know, I, I like to work out and stuff. So I don't know, but if that had happened yeah. to me. You've worked so hard for the body that you have. So, man, it's been a journey. Because I made Dan watch the little like highlight of you dancing and he was like, it's very salacious, Alex. Very salacious. <laughs> very salacious. Very salacious. It's really I literally just um, pretty much just gave myself that spotlight because, again, we didn't really know whether um, whether that song was going to be in the set list. And then at first it was longer, so then we brought in another girl, so I would we would kind of like take turns. And then they ended up shortening that song. And it was just very vague about like what we were supposed to do. And myself, I don't really like freestyle like that. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, that song came on and I just charged down this runway. Who <laughs> <laughs> like, do I think I am? I was like, my turn. <laughs> it was like, if he goes down the runway, you can go down the runway or, you know, try interact. You know, just like very vague direction. I was just like, yeah, yeah. Down there. And then all of a sudden, I. Now's my time. And, you know, it just worked. You seize the moment, sis. I'm proud. <laughs> I was just like, okay, here yeah. I go. Sometimes it just comes over you. Imagine being like one of the other dancers. You'd be so salty. <laughs> You'd be like, <laughs> how did I do that? My friend Lila, who was on stage with me, she, I mean, did what we were supposed to do and like stayed near him. But somehow I got that camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, I've been waiting for this moment. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in hibernation for about two years thanks to COVID, so I'm going to dance. But I feel like in COVID, you, you've you definitely blown up, especially like your social media has gone completely bonkers on TikTok, Instagram, all of it, because it's like you completely pivoted to just doing dance uh, content. I had no choice. And it's been insane. Yeah, honestly, I didn't see myself going down that route because I just wasn't really a fan of it, to be honest. But I kind of was like my eyes were open to it and, you know, it, it's not like it has to be that one way. Like if you don't like the way that other people are doing it, then you have the freedom to create your own thing, you know. And so yeah, we just kind of like started just opening up that, that stream for ourselves and it's been it's definitely been been growing and we hope to grow it more because yeah we have so much fun like as you know like my I love all the older songs and I have an old soul when it comes to music so being able to show that side of me too and not just you know the choreography of other people and even just the fun stuff like I I've always liked putting things together and little memories and stuff like that so it's fun for me no it looks really fun and like and I appreciate dancing to the oldies because like that's what I listen to as well and so I'm like yes come on George Benson that's that's how I grew up I I mean obviously pop music but oldie disco Motown vibes too like you you and I like the effect that it has on people, like just watching it, you get so like excited and you just get put in a happy mood just yeah, watching you guys dance and it's it's great. Yeah, it's it's so interesting to get them. I mean, obviously, 
there's both sides of it, but it's nice to mm. get those comments that are like, you know, people having a hard day and they just see somehow this dance yeah, turns that around for them. Make them feel better. Yeah. Yeah. It's really yeah. sweet. And also just like, I guess as well for you, now that you're used to doing it, you could be on tour and then you guys might learn like a separate piece on the side and you're like, okay, let's go film this like little bit of content real quick, you know, just outside and you can pop it online, you know, and it's just, it's fun like learning those new ways to create content. Yeah, tour life would definitely be different for me now. Like, oh, I would be documenting every little thing. I would have so much fun. You've always been really good at that though. Like in all the times that you've been like on trips and things like that, like you were on Vine like creating these like whatever how many second eight second videos and I'd always be like what the fuck are you doing and you're like it's one second of every day and I'm like what (laughs) or one second of a month yeah and then it would just be like yeah it was literally it was a second a day that was so fun I'm gonna have to go back to this but yeah (laughs) yes How about that Katy Perry movie? We've touched on it. Life-changing, groundbreaking. Emotional roller coaster. Emotional roller coaster. We obviously see her, like, go through her breakup with Russell Brand. That is like a whirlwind romance as well. That was over as fast as it, yeah, that was over as fast as it began. imagine how tired that woman would have been flying back and forth like just looking at her, I'm like, oh my god. And Russell Brand is a see you next Tuesday, guys. Sorry. Like, he is. He is. Well, I kind of liked him, but then I watched that movie and I was like, you're so me. Do you know how much I love forgetting Sarah Marshall? Like, and like, I bought his book and everything and I was such a fan. And then when I saw the Katy Perry documentary, I was like, you are trash. trash. I don't like you. You're mm-hmm. gross. Like, the fact that he like, I mean, we're only seeing her side of it, but like, that that they were alluding to him not traveling to see her as much as she was traveling out to see him. Like that is so yeah. shit. What the hell's Russell Brand doing at that stage? Like a couple of live shows? Like, come on. He doesn't have like a TV show. He doesn't have at that stage. Like, you know what I mean? Like he has the capacity. He'd already to... done Sarah Marshall. He'd already done get him to yeah. the Greek. Cause that's where they met. So he wasn't doing mm. movies or right. any major ones that I remember. So yeah, he just, I guess, I, was I not. think post-breakup as well, he had, like, a massive come-to-Jesus moment because, remember, he, like, went sober. He really, like, I think he, like, really zoned out. Yeah, he got himself together and, like, mm. started like being a bit a more. Guy. Yeah, yeah, like, ex-party yeah, animal yeah. vibes. I feel like I refer back to that scene with Katie, like, going up on stage after being broken up with by Russell I refer back to that all the time and I remember I was telling Dan about it and then he and I I think I repeated myself like three times in the one conversation he was like wow that scene like really affected you (laughs) yes because like we spoke about this we spoke about it earlier in the podcast but we were saying you know like watching Katie pull herself together to go up on stage and perform in front of all of like bloody Brazil for this tour it's like if Katie can do it in the midst of like her marriage breaking down, Katie like I can so get out of bed and <laughs> she was listening shambles. Like I she was literally like just laying there, like, oh, can you imagine? And then having to go and 
and then like the the whatever it is on her boobs just start spinning. <laughs> the little peppermint, and then she the goes little up. peppermint swells start spinning on her yeah. boobs. So inspiring, definitely. Um, I did have to point out. So in the film, they were talking about how Katie was signed to what was it, Columbia, and she was kind of stuck in like artist limbo where they didn't really know what to do with her, didn't know how to market her. They had been interviewing this woman named Angelica Cobb throughout the documentary because she worked for Columbia and then like she's just like she was a big wig in the music industry and she essentially like took Katie's music and took it over to Capitol. I was looking it up and she actually passed away like three years ago. Angelica, she was only 47. Yeah, and so she was. She ended up being like a lifelong friend of Katie's from that moment because I was kind of like looking up the people who were featured in the doco and seeing like if, you know, Katie was still in touch with them. Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I read that she died, which is really really sad like so young but it seems that she achieved so much in her career which is incredible yeah she was like guys i stole all katie's files and i took it over to her because she was just like not having it she she really saw katie's potential i wonder what went on behind closed doors obviously like they didn't mention it much they probably couldn't because of legalities as well right so I wonder what that looked like, what the aftermath of that was like behind closed doors. How many warm and fuzzies are we giving this movie, guys? 17. Yeah, out of 10. Love it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go I'm going to go a 10. 10 out of 10. I'm giving it a solid 10 as well. I love this movie so much. And I think I was always a Katy Perry fan, but after seeing this, it really like solidified my love for her. You know, this was like the moment where I was like this chick is the moment, you know? Yes, I agree. I'm a big fan of her. And again, just it's nostalgic for me to watch the process too because of, I mean, that's that's what I do too. Like having those um, behind the scenes, like I love that. To me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I can't on stage. And it was even nice, Alex, to see like, the dancers getting a spotlight and like, you know, everyone kind of got their moment to shine in that documentary, which I think is great. She highlighted everybody so well. Yeah. And really like, you know, it showed like, and she obviously did this on purpose. Like there's Katy Perry. Then there's like, like Katy Perry is an entire team. You know what I mean? Katy Perry isn't just Katy Perry. And we also share the same birthday. So of course, sisters yeah no I, I love this movie so much like just knowing that it came out the same year that we moved to Sydney like the memories that I have of us like sitting in our living room watching it together and just like this was just one of those like bible movies for us especially right. just like watching it and like feeling all the feelings and then like finishing the documentary and then immediately playing Katy Perry on this on the sound system like having a dance party in your apartment Mm-hmm. yeah it's just and then also like watching it and seeing the fashion at that time as well knowing that we were literally wearing the same thing like <laughs> it's just such a throwback and I love it and that it's such a comforting movie for me to watch <laughs> yeah it is I really had tears in my eyes for a lot of different reasons okay everyone thank you so much for listening and thanks Alex for joining us all the way from Los Angeles Los Angeles thank you for having me today that's the, actually the correct pronunciation of Los Angeles. Los mm-hmm. Um, Alex, where can everybody find you? 
on socials? You can find me at underscore Alexandra Watkins on Instagram and TikTok. That's all I have. Okay. Well, we love you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.